good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongakidu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of August 25th, 2023. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hey, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies indeed. How you guys been and what you guys been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Luna. Chowatsi. Um, lately it's been super hot where I'm at, so I've been cooling off with a lot of summer tunes. And that's mainly what's honestly been on my list, is just very summery things. Although, I am in prep as Bonnie Pink is releasing a new album in September, and she hasn't had a new album in... Oh my gosh, like a new studio album in like ages. 2012 was her last studio album. So as, I am... As, as long as you're not like Lou, who's going through some major house problems right now, his entire uh, his uh, power went out and was starting to like feel like he was burning to death. <laughs> so knock on wood, we haven't had any storms or anything to like a freak power outage. So I'm okay, but you step outside and it is so hot that you can't breathe because of the humidity. So it's like a Tokyo summer here. And I stepped out today and I think the heat index was like 112 or something or hotter than that. And you couldn't breathe and starting my car, just like the short drive from work was awful. So, yeah, a lot of summer tunes and that and something to make me dream of swimming in a nice cold pool because everyone who's a pool said it's too hot to swim. So that tells you. So I've been spending some time with Bonnie Pink prepping for her new album in September. So I've been going back and listening to a lot of the digital singles she's actually released this year and last year, such as Hanabi Delight, Like a Tattoo, Elegy, Takara Sagashi. And I'm very excited for that new album, and you know that is going to be a must-buy for me. Also went back to, of course, some of my summer tunes by her that I always have to listen to, such as Gimme a Beat, Burning Inside, A Perfect Sky, Water Me, Catch the Sun. So those have all made my summer playlist, and... Honestly, her Thinking Out Loud album, if you need a fantastic album that has some great beats, I highly recommend it. And it has a good, like, summery vibe, even though all aren't summery. As far as my summer tracks go, I still absolutely love Fakie's new summer track they released called Summer Dive. It's a really fun, fresh one, and it gets you in that mood. So I've been loving that also been uh listening to i'm still listening to surf and turf by he die die i honestly have really gotten into his music i ended up buying his best album but love uh endless summer surf and turf lovely day lovely place have been great always go back to slow and easy thanks to you ken that is a must summer song And then I finally checked out, which is not summary, but got me into that hip-hop mood, is A Witch released a mini-album with a whole bunch of female rappers called United Queens, and it had AI, Lana, Nene, Madi, MFS, Cyberui, so a 
bunch of big hitters. And it did have, I'm going to apologize for my language, uh, bad biatch bigaku. Sorry, I shortened it because I probably shouldn't say it. And I was glad it was on there, but also the song Shutdown featuring Cyber Urui was fantastic. I also liked uh, Ike Mentaru featuring Madi was really good. I I thought the, the whole mini album was pretty, like, I loved it. It was legit good. Hearing all these fantastic female rappers, and some of them that I was not exposed to before was very nice because it really gets you to check out some of their other music. So that was a great one. I haven't added them all to the summer playlist, but I did add some Ayumi on there, such as Sunrise, Love is All, Glitter, Fairyland. Got Arashi on there, Turning Up in the Summer. Takeuchi Ana, Utakata Summer, and Ice Cream. Boa, Sparkling, Key of Heart are two of my favorite summer songs by her because they just ooze it. And not to mention, I always remembered the music videos being beautiful, but those have been ones that I have just loved so much. I also added Gimme Some with Crystal K and Daichi just because it's such a fun track and really gets you up and excited. And then I had EG Summer Rider by E-Girls. I mean, that is such a fun, summery song. And so is Party in the Sun by E-Girls. Those have really got me going. I added Catch Me by Hinuchi Emi. And back then, that was one of my big tracks when it came out. And I just love the feeling of it. The beat just fits perfect with the summer. And then, of course, I don't like Mondays. I had to include Lemonade. That is always on every summer playlist. I also have Diamond and Tonight on there as well, just because they have this summer feeling to them and they just really boost my mood. And then I have Nanika Hitotsu by Jamoza featuring Jade. And I'm, I don't know why I'm not thinking of his name. He's married to um, Minmi Wa uh, Wakadana. He's also in that one as well. And then I had Kara on there, Go Go Summer. Always have to include that. Had Kaho Summertime. Had some Maikota Kumi on there because you know she has some amazing summer songs just like IU. Lick Me, Lollipop, Doobie Doobie is also fun. Driving, Strip, Summertime. So it's just been a lot of just fun summery ones. And I also added some ones that we haven't listened to in a while, but she was a music corner and it was Leola. And she hasn't done a lot of new stuff, but I had to add Sunshine and Happiness, Summertime, and Futati featuring Jade. Just because they're so fun, relaxing, and just puts you in that good, you know, good beat. And Gray, I added Ice Cream and Na 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 by LOL, so I'm sure you'd be happy with those choices. Nice. So yeah, it's just been a big, giant mix of summer music. It's just been too hot to pick songs, and I just want to get in the car and get out, so I've just had a constant playlist on. But those have been a lot of my highlights, and then I'm just looking forward to a lot of the new releases that are going to be coming out as well. Especially Millet's 5AM album that I have on pre-order and I cannot wait for. Uh, Gray, what have you been listening to? 
Funnily enough, I've also been listening to Summertime featuring uh, Kenya Baikao. I was listening to a radio, an artist radio station, Three House, and um, this this popped on. And I was like, "This is really good." I really liked it a lot. So I, I I I hit the plus sign on that, and I've been enjoying that. It's really good. Although I have not been listening to a whole lot of summer stuff. Me being the perpetual exile fan, or exile tribe junior fan, I've been keeping up with the latest hotness uh, coming off of the the junior groups and I've been listening to Jetton which is by the Jet Boy Bangers from Exile Tribe and then uh, Wheelie from by Kid Phenomenon from Exile Tribe and earlier this evening I discovered a Wolf Howl Harmony from Exile Tribe and their song Sweet Rain so who the I've hell comes up with these freaking names, by the way? <laughs> I do not know. They're like Final Fantasy know. level of bad, you know? <laughs> Some of them are cringy, indefinitely, especially Jet Boy Bangers. Like, that's that's a little cringe, but... Well, I, I uh, want to say cringe. It's just, it's just a bunch of words strapped together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wolf Hell Harmony is not... Not like it's an interesting name. It seems like a finisher for sixteen, to be honest. <laughs> it, it it could be a finisher. It, it sounds like the, uh, they need to consult the the they need to consult the exile group because they, they have a good finisher names. <laughs> yes, I'm going to use Torgal to do my freaking wolf howling move. <laughs> uh, I. I've also been listening to LOL's latest single that dropped. So they have a new digital single called My Pleasure. It's pretty good. It's, I wouldn't put it in the pantheon of great LOL songs, but for, for what it is, it's very serviceable. And it's it was a pleasant treat uh, to discover. So I, I really like that. I've been going back as of late. I, I suddenly had this urge to listen to Scandal. So I've been listening to Scandal a lot as of late, uh, mostly like their old stuff, you know, the stuff that I really loved. I did go back and listen to the album that they dropped last year. I am draw- dropping a blank on what it was called. Uh, I was enjoying that. I Mirror? Need to hit the pl- That's it, Mirror. I went back and I listened to their Mirror album and I, I was pretty, I was enjoying it pretty well. I don't think I ever got through the entirety of it. I think I only listened to about half of it, but I was enjoying it. And I definitely need to get back and listen to it again. But I, I was liking Mirror, and I need to hit the plus sign on that. Uh, their latest single, uh, Line of Sight, and is is really good. And Vision's really good too. Like I think both tracks are really good. And I just I've been really enjoying those. I've been listening to uh, Kazuki Hayashi's album I. I didn't know this until today, but he's he's an exile member. I, I guess this is like his solo work. No, he's That's, a Doberman uh, Infinity member. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's LDH. There's a difference. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there, there is a huge difference. There is a huge difference between Doberman. It's like me saying, "Oh uh, yeah, Scandal is the you know they're related <laughs> to Silent Siren." No, they aren't. <laughs> no. Okay, fair, fair point, fair point. <laughs> 
but uh, his his solo album Eye is is really good, and, and I really like it a lot. So uh, I've been listening to that. AKB Forty Eight's got a new digital single, uh, Idol Nankaja Nakatara. It's all right. I know I butchered the hell. I butchered that really hard, but it, it's all right for what it is. I don't know why I hit the plus sign on it. Uh, I listened to it a couple of times. It's it's not bad, uh, but it's not. I I can I know it's not the AKB of old. It's not even close. So, but it was mildly better than the current stuff they've been putting out. So I I liked it. And last but not least, I've been listening to. Syrup's latest single, Umi Suki, which features Eerie. It's really good. Uh, and just another great song by Syrup. Also, I finally... Also, to to kind of put a, a, an earlier off-air topic that we were talking about with this song, you <laughs> Eerie's in the song. It's just you never really listened to Eerie before, or in-depth Eerie before, because she has a lower vocal range for most female vocalists. So you probably didn't notice it was her. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That that's fair because yeah, I, I listened to it. And I was like, man, I, I, just, I didn't hear a theme like in the chorus. Like I can hear someone harmonizing with yeah, syrup. She, she, she has a huge she has a huge um, part in like the second verse of that song. <laughs> Got gotcha. yeah. Then then I just miss. I, I didn't quite rec- I didn't realize that that was her singing. So, but still, it's really good and um, a great release by Syrup. I, I finally went and added Syrup to my favorite artists. So now, when he has a new release, it's at the top of my playlist. So, and that's what I've been trying to like go back and do is like like artists that I really love, but I have a hard time keeping up with. Going back and like favoriting them and then that it helps you it, it helps me keep track of them a lot more uh so uh but this was a really good release and uh this came out what a couple of days ago like within the past week or so uh Umi Suki <laughs> well came out. in the in, in the time of recording it, re- it released three days prior <laughs> yeah thank you thank you and all your and your all all your exiled junior groups as well released like four days prior. <laughs> yeah, like like the all the all the exiled junior groups are really hot off the press. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> like the ink still drying on that newspaper. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's interesting to be on the like. Before the show, I, I sat down. I was like, "Okay, I, I've got to look at the upcoming. I've got to figure out like what's going on with the Exile Juniors because it's like I, I've discovered two new ones, and and then I, I didn't realize like Wolf Hell Harmony was a thing until earlier, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then there's like Little League and Psychic Fever. Like, I mean, kudos to LDH. Like, you know, they're not. I mean, they're they're they're, uh, they're a machine, so they always have yeah. juniors. I mean, it's like ju- it's like Johnny's. Oh, they always have juniors on the up and up, trying to release stuff, getting ready to becoming a major label debut. And you know, it is what it is. It's it's not like they always just do. It's not like AKB where they only do 
certain periods at a time. It's a constant moving machine. <laughs> yeah, and the positive thing about that is it gives you something new to listen to, to look forward to. I mean, who knows? In, in a couple of releases, Wolf Hell Harmony might be dropping some nice bangers. Uh, like, like it's it's definitely we'll have We're to going wait to the and see. <laughs> I mean, Jet Boy Bangers, it, you know, it it's in the name. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. But uh, that's pretty much all I've been listening to, my good sir. What have you been uh, checking out? Okay, right, for me, well, to figure you off, back off of your latest thing, I was listening to Misaki uh, as well, with her Sarah featuring Eerie. And like I said, Eerie's literally the second part of that song, man. <laughs> it's just you, you never knew, noticed what Eerie's vocal range is like, so she always has a lower tempo or lower vocal range than most female vocalists. And that, that's her charm, literally. Isn't that right, Luna? That is Eerie's charm, honestly, and that's really what tunes people in. At least for me, that is. Yes, yes. But, you know, I've been listening to a couple other things as well. I was also listening because uh, at the time of recording, La Seraphim is doing their Japan, their Asia, the rest of their Asia tour. They did Korea last week and they're in Japan this week. And it just ties up with their release of the single for Unforgiven for the Japanese release as anyway. And honestly, Jewelry is probably the best song out of that. I mean, I love Unforgiven or that version of Unforgiven. But I've listened to uh, it in Japanese for a handful of times, so I'm used to that. Anti-Fragile as well is really good, and a good Japanese version. However, for the Japanese-only releases here, Jewelry is really, really good, so I'd highly recommend that of the, the single. So I'm looking forward to when I go to Japan to pick up the single. I'm really looking forward to that. So... Kind of tangential to what the Korean stuff is, but it's being really famous in, across Japan. TikTok culture here is uh, New Jeans with their Super Shy single. I've been listening to that on Crazy. Well, not listening to it. More like it's been in the background because every single video I see has been that. <laughs> so there's there's that as well. I was also listening to Runner's High by Kirinji as well. You know, a lot of stuff that Kirinji does as of late with that solo music project has been really, really good. And Runner High is no exception. A lot of things of just really sticking to what a throwback is. And without really losing yourself of trying to chase nostalgia, it really brings you back to that era a whole lot easier. I was also listening to... The whole single of Masterpiece by Misamo. I mentioned this last week as or last episode as well. Misamo is the Japanese members of Twice. So don't do not touch is the the number one hit track off of that release. So overall is really good. I was also listening to Tenkiame by Tokimeki Records. Also, you know the vocalist is Hikari from Mime. So that's also been really good been loving loving that the vantage remakes of that song it's a classic 80s song so i've been really looking forward to that 
as well. Always listening to it as well. And also, you know, same as you, Greg. I've been listening to Scandal. I wasn't listening to to Line of Sight and Vision, but I was listening to Highlight No Nakade Bokuda Zuto, which is the latest release done by Scandal. It was released earlier earlier in the week as well. Last three days or so, give or take. But overall, it's really good. So but yeah. With that, let's move on to our topic here and this is very interesting because you know we're off the heels of pretty much the summer festival stuff pretty much all the summer festivals happened around july and august for japan and one of the bigger ones that just happened this past couple of weeks have been rock in japan and summer sonic and i know that we've been kind of keeping track of certain artists and certain live events here but you know I just wanted to pose this topic for you guys about, you know, we want to see all these lovely artists on a live show because, or a event like this, because of the fact that if you go to like a specific concert by them, A, it's really difficult to get tickets with, with that. While with these kind of summer festivals, it's mainly open to a large more public area and you're able to see them. Granted, you're going to timetable by timetable. Like when I went for 2018 or 2019 for Rocking Japan, I was doing that just monotonously following a schedule with Renford there. So overall, it's very interesting to go see a an artist show up on Summer Sonic or a summer festival like this. And I just want to pose the question of what just like three, two or three artists that you would guys like to see in a a summer live event like this so let's start with you luna who would be your first one so my first one would be lana and so lana is a newer artist she she did start last year that's about when she debuted but her new ep came out in july july and that was her first like official like ep debut and I've been following her, and I was lucky enough to catch a lot of her TikTok, her Instagram, of her lives at Summer Sonic. And also, she did a release tour as well, or a release party for her EP, uh, 19 EP, which is what uh, the title of the EP is, is 19. And seeing her perform live, I think she would be amazing to see at a summer concert, whether like Summer Sonic, for example. And seeing those clips of her at Summer Sonic, she did Bash Bash with A Witch and J- um, JP the Wavy, but A Witch was also at Summer Sonic. So just, but seeing Lana bring the energy to such a large event as Summer Sonic was amazing. And her being a newer artist also just was amazing to see because being a newer artist in the industry is extremely difficult, especially at such a large concert such as Summer Sonic. And she did fantastic just getting the crowd riled up and excited her vocals were great or dancing i mean you could tell she was also having fun and that's the main part is just seeing her have fun and 
I honestly would love to see her at an event like that because you want to be energized for something like that because Tokyo summers are absolutely excruciatingly hot and humid, just like where I'm at right now. And just seeing these artists perform in front of everyone and getting you excited despite the heat. And I love that. So I think she would be an artist I would love to see in a type of big event like that, especially during the summer. And her music is very, I I don't want to say like upbeat, it's hip hop. And it's like the hip hop that you either like want to dance to or like, how do you say, like bob your head to. And it does get you energized. So that that's the reason I think she would be a ton of fun to see and is a big artist on my list. Yeah, no, I've caught a little bit of uh, Lana. Like I, I have a, I've heard it, like a couple of her tracks and uh, it would be really cool to see her live, especially in like a summer festival sort of thing. So I can see why you picked her, Luna, because uh, uh, she's definitely got flair and, and some some energy. And I, I, I guess I, I've heard a little bit of her music and I've, I've liked what I've heard of it. I need to check out more of her stuff. And I don't know, you know, a summer festival would be a good place to do that up. Same. No, I think with, for Lana, I think it'd be very interesting to see her in a more summer festival feel because of the fact too, that you'll be surrounded by people who probably would never have heard of her in the first place and be possibly be making new fans. So, and that's one of the things that's very, very good about having a summer festival type of feeling. And, you know, with the, the things that I've saw for Lana, it's, It'll be very good to see her in a more public setting like this. Absolutely. And I think it's good for someone just starting off their career. And like you said, it exposes people who wouldn't normally go to a club-like setting and listen to her music, which is mainly what, you know, the artist, she does. she's still new. She's doing a lot more clubs. But doing that summer festival, I think, is just great promotion for the music and to explore other genres. But with that, let's start with you, Gray. What is the first artist you would like to hear in a summer festival type of setting? So the first artist I I would like to hear is a group that actually was at uh, Summer Sonic this past year. And they're a group that I've been a fan of for a few years now. I really liked them on, you know, every time they have a release, I, I tend to enjoy it. And that's Johnny's West. I love these guys. I love the energy that they have. And, you know, I think like, you know, they would really put on a good show and, you know, it would be nice to see other Johnny's groups come out and do stuff like this because, you know, it's part of the culture. And, you know, if you're going to be like the leading boy group, you know the 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 premier boy group. I I think it's important to to do stuff like this. So I, I would love to see. I would love to have been there and see Johnny's West and just check them out because uh, they're a lot of fun and you know they always have good energy uh, and would love to just see more of them as a whole. So uh, I I went with Johnny's West because you know they're they're just a fun group and. I think they would be really cool at a festival. No, so you bring up a very good point here, Gray. The fact that the matter is, it's very, very rare for Johnny's group to be in this type of 
environment with a summer fest because of the fact that they are very very private about their fans doing what their fans want to do so obviously even getting goods like that would probably be very interesting to see in a public setting for a concert you know it's it's one of the things that really makes the fact that hey johnny kitagawa is gone and it really shows that his clamp of how he's going to be taking down idols and male idols in the industry has been slowly slipping into the modern age and it's really good to see that for johnny's west and hopefully their performance was really highly receptive because then that gives the opportunity for more johnny's groups to possibly also make that jump yeah and you know it would be if they really started doing stuff like this like it would be really good proving grounds for the, like new Johnny's group like uh you know especially if they're still developing their fan base or if they're wanting to grow or expand their fan base like you could have like Nani Wadanshi that, that's just an example i'm certain they they i'm certain that fan base is really well supplanted but that's just an example you can have like Nani Wadanshi at like something like Summer Sonic, and you know it would give uh, people who may not be into boy groups or may not tr- regularly listen to them exposure to them and an opportunity to listen to them and you know maybe change their minds and you might catch a lot of new fans that way, especially if you put on a good show. Like there's some people who are known to put on great shows and that's what they're known for. That's what they do. So, uh, you know, if you can captivate the audience, you know, like the, you know, they'll, they might like, you. it's like, well, you know, I've heard their music, but they really put on a good show. So, you know, there's a couple of ways you can kind of take it. Yeah. I can see why you picked them. And also it was just great seeing that they were on the roster for the latest summer Sonic. I think that's great exposure for Johnny's because they don't usually do this type of thing and just seeing Johnny's West at Summer Sonic and they were the only Johnny's group there. I I mean, I think that's fantastic. And I also think it's a great chance to see them because it, a lot of their concerts are extremely difficult to get tickets to. You have to be very lucky or be in a fan club, the lotteries. So this is a great way for, for people who normally could never see them get that exposure and get to enjoy a concert by them. Yeah. Well, and Ken, you, you might be able to speak better to this than, than me, but you know, if you're a foreigner, uh, how easy is it for you to get into those lotteries and, and win? Like <laughs> you have to be part of their fan club, which is Japan <laughs> only. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, there, there's so like if they did some, if they did a summer festival like Summer Sonic, like you could help grow a, your international audience a, a bit more because, it, and that's the thing, uh, th- like with the advent of the internet, like it's like n- everything is growing in reach, and so I, I think if you want to be relevant and stay relevant. You, you really need to have an international reach of some degree. So this would be a good step in that direction of, you know, like I said, like, you know, if you're at, um, 
Because I'm certain there's a lot of foreigners that go to Summer Sonic. I, I know they have a lot of foreign artists at Summer Sonic. Kendrick Lamar was there. So, like, they have a wide variety of people perform and go to this event. And if they had, a, you know, with somebody there from a different country, like, you know, they'd be like, man, what, this Johnny's West group is pretty dope. Let me go and home and look them up so it's like it's like hopefully you know we, we can see we can start seeing a bit more of this moving forward that would be really cool so with that you know from for me it this also relates to another group that also debuted into summer sonic and that is with new jeans there and i wanted to just do a little bit of a lateral here because they have two japanese members in the group and that's la seraphim granted I don't think they would have done either Sunder Sonic or, or Rock in Japan because of the fact that during both times that they were doing these these tours, they were doing their their Asia tour for their new album and stuff like that. So they weren't going to be doing it anyway. But if the, the stars align, which I think might be next year, because I think La Seraphim is going to grow in huge popularity... It'd be very good for them to show up on here because you have two Japanese artists or two Japanese members in this group. It would be good for them to have someone that is not into K-pop listen to, oh, hey, I'm not usually into the K-pop artists, but there are two Japanese members here. Well, maybe I can grow interest into that. And it happens more often than you think <laughs> for that kind of exposure. So... I think it would be really good for them. Granted, their popularity already has probably dwarfed something to this effect where they don't need a, a live festival, but it wouldn't hurt them as well. Let me ask this question. If they if there's a, like a Korean tour or a Japanese festival, they would probably always pick the Korean tour because they're more popular in Korea. I mean, they're based out of Korea, so. That's true, too. That's very true, too. If uh, the two if the two Japanese members have to force to learn to speak Korean rather than the other the other three learning to speak Japanese, which they do on a rudimentary level, but for the Japanese speak the two Japanese speakers to be have to force to be pretty much fluent in Korean to speak on their live shows and stuff like that, they're they're gonna be a Korean group and they're they're most likely a Korean group. <laughs> Fair point. I just wanted some clarification. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because like, like I know New Jeans is very popular, and I, I know Luna had to school me on New Jeans because I'm not on TikTok, so I, I don't know that scene. But it, you know, it would be nice, especially with an upcoming group like La Seraphim to, you know, do a summer festival, kind of like Summer Sonic, maybe something else or whatever because i'm certain there's more than just summer sonic but you know it would be nice to see them do that because i mean there's a good variety of like i said you know there's a wide variety of artists that showed up the summer sonic this past year and you know i think la seraphim because of how popular they are especially hitting the oricon stuff like that like they have plenty of fans that i'm certain would love to go see them live and you know they of the group you know, of the current 
uh, girl groups. I'd be interested to see them live too. I imagine they put on quite the show. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's part of the experience, especially if you're at a festival and seeing live, um, especially if it's like an idol group or just a girl group in general. I, I imagine like they, they really do you know, go the extra mile with the, with the outfits and the choreography. And I, I would like to see that myself. So I, I can see why you put them on here. Oh, I absolutely see why you put them on here. And I think it's a fantastic choice. I think Liz Seraphim would succeed very well at a summer festival. And just using new jeans as an example, I mean, look how the crowd went wild. And right now, I mean, K-pop has not only escalated throughout the world, but throughout Japan. And I feel like Le Seraphim doing a summer tour would boost their popularity even more. Now, I do understand why they weren't there because, I mean, they're obviously doing a tour in Korea right now. And because, like you said, Ken, they're based out of Korea, that would take priority. And you look a lot of the K-pop artists, that's just how the dice rolls but if they had the opportunity i could easily see them doing a summer festival i mean not only did summer sonic this year have new jeans but they had treasure they had soul and seeing all the videos pop up of those artists and seeing how wild the crowd went i could see the same thing happening with les seraphim and especially with their, I mean, they got their new album Unforgiven out. They've been doing well, not only in Japan and Korea, but throughout the world. I mean, you can get their album at Target and Walmart. And that really, that really showcases how good they're doing. But I also feel like for those who aren't familiar with them, a summer festival oh, yeah, that, is a that's great sort of way to get I mean, their name even yeah, further out there. Just to correct there. you just a little bit here. Currently, they are in Japan, but they are doing... It's the Japan tour, leg of their Asia tour. So they're, they're in the middle of their Asian tour anyway. And it just... It would have been nice for them to show up in Summer Sonic because of the fact that, you know, literally several days after Summer Sonic happened, their Japanese single came out, their second one for Unforgiven. So it... It would have been a nice dovetail to be like, oh, hey, you seen us? We have a single in a couple days. If you guys are, if you guys want to hear more stuff by us, listen to that. Or even we're going to preview it. One of the other songs, Anti-Fragile, because we haven't sung it in Japanese yet at that concert. So or that at that set list for the Summer Fest. So that would have been really good for them. But who knows? <laughs> I agree. I think that would have been great publicity, but I understand they probably were more promoting their tour right now and might not have had that in their schedule, but yeah. it would have been really nice to see them and have been a great promotion. Yeah, and it would also have been good for Sakura as well, who is one of the Japanese members for for La Seraphim, because of the fact that you know, she was with she was with NMB48 for the longest time. So, for the most part, the 48s don't show up here. In these, they occasionally do the 46s a lot. They usually show up in like rock in Japan and stuff like that. But a majority of the 48s and 46s, they don't usually show up here. So it would have been good exposure for her to as well for that. So, but yeah, with that, let's go on to our second artist here. Let's start with you, Luna. 
So my second artist is a given. I would like to see them live personally. Have I seen live clips of this person? Absolutely. And that is Kodakumi. She shines at summer festivals. And when a nation was around, those of you who don't know, aren't familiar with a nation, it is a large summer concert event that Avix Tracks hosted. And it consisted of artists in the Avex label. So you would see Kodakumi, Ayumi Hamasaki, Triple A. I mean, there's so many. I just honestly, my mind blanks because I can't name them all. Boa, I mean, there is just such a amazing grouping of artists. And I loved watching Kodakumi's A Nation tours. When, I mean, or the A Nation, whenever she did the A Nation festivals, because they were phenomenal. She got the crowd riled up. She played all her summer hits. I mean, she just went all out for these. And you could tell Avix put a lot of money and time into it. I would love to see Kodakumi do these again. And whether it be Summer Sonic or some of the other summer concert events like Rock in Japan that they have you know, throughout the summer, I think that would be amazing. I know she is a very well-established artist and I know some, it's harder to book some of the more established artists, but just bringing that crowd, the energy. And I just, I just love seeing her in that atmosphere as it, she really shines in front of a crowd and she just knows how to, choose her tracks to fit the theme of the event and there's just so much I love about seeing her and I she has so many new summer songs that haven't been played in this type of event since Avix discontinued this in 2020 if I'm correct I can think of many ones that haven't been played like Doobie Doobie Doo is a newer summer track that would be great live at this type of event and I mean, there's others besides that. However, I just, it would be amazing for her to just drop by at one of those. And it'd be good for newer fans, especially younger ones who might not be familiar with her older catalog, to get that experience because she's good at mixing up older songs and newer ones. And I think that's the other reason I love it. And doing those medleys together where they just mesh perfectly for this type of thing would be great. And I always welcome seeing new artists and wa- join these places because you get that exposure. But it's also nice to see those well-established artists that you might also not be able to see at their regular tours. Because like you me- we mentioned with Johnny's West, Kodakumi's tours, a lot of times it's a fan club and it's a lottery. And it is extremely hard to get tickets. It is luck of the draw. And since the global fan club has closed and you can only do the KK app in Japan for any international fans, this would be a great opportunity to be able to get to see her. So, and even for others who are fans of her, but aren't in the fan club, this is a great opportunity to see her live versus trying to get tickets to her tour. Cause believe me, I have tried and I've not had luck of the draw with the, the lotteries. But I I think this would just be, this would be a dream for me personally. Despite knowing she's done them for years with, with A Nation, I would still love to see her live at this type of event. Yeah, no, 
I, I could imagine how difficult uh, it would be to get in a Kodakumi concert. I imagine, you know, uh, it, you know, the fan club events probably go really quick. Uh, if, if, you know, she does have a concert, I'm pretty certain it sells out really quickly too. So, you know, it's like, you, you gotta stay on the ball, especially with an artist like Kodakumi and her legacy, uh, who has really cultivated her fans and has a very distinct fan base. So I, I would, I think it would be really cool to see her do like a summer festival or something like that. I think that that would be very interesting to see and I I think she would put on a good show, especially, you know, it'd probably be a bit toned down, obviously, you know, because it's, you know, you're sharing the oh, stage. No, they're not toned down. When she's, she's done her A Nation summer tours, they're not toned down. Uh, she does so not tone I down will the, say that. Oh, wow. No, cool. I've seen clips of all her summer shows with A Nation when they did it. And no, it's not toned down. She goes all out and it is amazing. Okay, that is pretty cool. Because, uh, like I said, I, I figured like she toned it down just a little, little bit since she has to share the stage. She may not be able to do the production uh, like she wants and stuff like that. But you, you know, I mean, I mean she, it, she's able. To, she's sharing the stage technically, but they're given like maybe an hour's worth to an hour's and a half worth. So she's able to do a handful of songs for the most part. So she'll probably be doing her best ofs. <laughs> yeah, like the best of summer one. So any of her, she has, for example, some summer compilation albums. So a lot of them would draw off that. But that, I mean, that's what she would base it off, off of in general. But you're correct, Ken. They get like that hour, an hour and a half. And, another, you know, like Ayumi Hamazaki has gone all out in hers too. So that just shows they, they share that stage, but they still are able to have a vision and still do what they want within means. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to your second artist here, Gray. So why don't you go ahead? Sure. So uh, for me, I went with an artist that I, or or a group, sorry, it's a group. Uh, I went with a group that, kind of like Luna, I, I would love to see live. If it's at a summer festival, it's at a summer festival. If it's not, you know, it, it's that's cool. But I would love to see Generations from Exile Tribe uh, do like some sort of summer festival. I think they have a lot of tracks that would be very suited to a summer festival type stuff. And probably kind of like Kodakumi, they would probably do their greatest, you know, probably like a greatest hits medley or something. Like, I don't think they get too far in the weeds. But I, I would just love to see Generations from Exile Tribe go. Uh, and put on a show. I, I I still listen to that up and down album that they dropped over two years ago now, all yeah. the time. Like I still love that album. It's so good, and I I would love to just go see them live in concert and stuff. Like that, I imagine they put on a great show, uh, and to see it and you know it, it's all it's one thing if you like see a, a concert like pre recorded stuff like that like you can kind of get it, but I don't know just being there to experience it just there's no there's no other way it's, it's like you got to be there and so uh yeah. i would love to catch a group like generations from exile tribe at one of these festivals like like summer sonic uh, i think it would be really cool and uh i i would love to see them there 
So one of the reasons why I wanted you to go next here, and instead of me talking about Kodakumi, is because I probably need to dovetail the both of them in here because of the fact that they are owned by Avex. Um, and unfortunately, as much as I would love seeing Kodakumi in in a summer fest like this, it'd be very very difficult with her popularity as of right now. And I would love to see it. I would love to see it. it. Even if it was only for a three-song set. Same for Generations here. Generations, their their popularity has boomed within the last couple of years with their, within their debut. And it would be very interesting what it would be like to see them in a usual Summerfest type of thing. Not really controlled by AVEX, so to speak. But a Summerfest type of situation here where they are able to kind of go and do their own thing. Even if it's for a short while here for a couple of songs, it would be a blast to kind of see both of them kind of have, not not go wild, but have free reign of their product a bit more than what I think if we were to see them at A-Nation or an LDH Summerfest kind of thing. Absolutely. And I see that easily because them... Being owned by AVIX, I know AVIX usually commends those rights, and with those popular yep. artists, <laughs> you're not going to see them. That's why they had A Nation for so long and did that, because they got all the AVIX artists together, and AVIX commended that whole festival, which was, I honestly want them to bring it back so bad. But I would also like to see those artists out of that zone and see what they would do at a separate festival to see if they change it up to something different. But I, to Kodakumi's point, she does produce and has a big say in what she does with her music, her lives, and everything. So I can see hers pretty much, you know, being similar to how it is now. She has so much say. But for other artists, that might not be the case, like LDH. So it would be very interesting to see what a lot of them would do without with a separate type of thing like Summer Sonic, which is not commended or owned by Avix. Yeah, that that is unfortunate. Uh, and I, I love Avex so much. My next artist is also an Avex artist. But uh, yeah, you know, I understand. I understand Avex can be very controlling like that sometimes, which stinks. Because uh, in some ways, like I think Avex is really better about some things than other record labels oh but. yeah let, let, let's just say this much i love avex to death they're probably one of my favorite record labels to kind of do a lot of things you know bias aside to our website here bias aside to them you know i do appreciate what avex does for the most part in regards to how they a treat their artists and b how they handle certain things within their artists compared to like sony so, Sony's probably the worst, but they're getting a whole lot better since we started. Let's just say this much. But out of everyone, all the labels that I've seen that we've been handling as of late, Avex has been the best for their artists. And I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. And I love Avex. And most of the artists I follow are from them. And you can tell those artists who are with Avex have stayed with them for so long. And for good reason. They do treat their artists well. And they give their artists a lot of free range, which not all companies do. And they're very big in supporting them. So I I also commend AVIX for so much of what they've done. I, I just really want them to bring back their own summer festival again because it, I just love that they did that. And you just get to see so many, just such a variety of artists. 
Yeah, it would be great for them to bring that back. So hopefully they'll do it sometime in the near future. That would be right. But yeah, for me, I'll go on to my second artist here. And this would be a surprise to no one. Unfortunately, I had a three-way tie for my second artist for who I was going to pick. And if you, if, if you guys were to think of one artist for me to think of, who would it have been? Without looking at my choice. <laughs> Daichi Yamamoto. Oh, yeah, Daichi would have been really good, too. <laughs> uh, see, I think I, rem- I, think I remembered, but uh, I'm going to go with Sumika. Sumika is also a very close pick. It, it would have been either... It would have been either Tendry, it would have been either Kunji, or it would have been Syrup. And I ended up with Syrup. And Syrup, if you guys have known, I have gushed over Syrup ever since I introduced him to you guys from when we did our our Indie Corner here. He was in, a, well, he was in, he was one of the first people from Music Corner as well. But, you know, for Syrup, he is an absolute treasure. And I would love to see him in a. Now, even if it was one of the more intimate versions of how they do Summer Sonic, because they have a smaller stage version as well for like local artists and stuff like that as well. And it it would have been really interesting to see Syrup in this kind of situation because of the fact that he usually doesn't go here or to, to, to do fests as well. Because of just a his style of music isn't really meant for that kind, but it'd be very interesting to see him in in this type of range because obviously he's he's very popular. He's he's yeah you know, like he was one of the ads for YouTube Music for God's sakes and one of the driving force for Japan to try to hawk YouTube Premium to the to the masses and it's been working because YouTube Premium is absolutely fa- uh, selling well for Japan over there and Syrup is probably one of the major artists that I think is just one hit away from being one of the major staples of for his genre and besides all three of us really appreciating what Syrup does for his work you know to be put on a stage for a summer festival like this to get that general audience would be huge for him I think once he has that, I think he'd be huge. He's he's just one hit away from making that, and I know it for it. And this would be just one of the, the stepping stones that offer that up. Absolutely. And I had a feeling Syrup was one of the ones when I did not get, when it wasn't Daichi, just because given syrup's music and style i think he would fit very well at a summer festival and also like you said he's that one hit away from really gaining that big i I don't know how to describe it like big popularity push and he's had so many fantastic songs like to me but i know to others there's still so many that don't know who he is and i think a summer festival would be a great way to get his music out there and really push that and gain that experience because I feel like it's word of ear and also his style just fits so well with something like that I mean if you look at the lineup for 
the 2023 of Summer Sonic, there was a lot of hip-hop R&B artists there, like A-Witch, Lana, Chanmina, just to name a few. So I think Syrup would easily fit into that. Yeah, no, I, I think Syrup would be fantastic, and I think Luna's pretty much hitting the nail on the head, I with, especially with, you know, you look at the artist's at Summer Sonic, they had a lot of like hip hop R and B style groups, and you know Syrup kind of is in that realm, uh, and definitely plays with a lot of artists from that realm. So you know, I th- I think he would have been a good fit, and I think it would be really cool to see in that setting because I, I you know it is something, you know he'd be out of his element a little bit, but I think he could do it and do it well, uh, and so I I, th- I agree with pretty much what you get you two guys are saying i i think it would be really cool to see him uh do a summer festival like summer sonic yeah one of the things that i also think that well for him this year would have been a little bit more difficult for him is the fact that he's been doing so many collab songs so it'd be really difficult for him to bring another artist with him (laughs) especially with someone like oh you have like with with umiski he would have to have brought Yuri with, with with him, and stuff like that. And same for for Sad Girl with BRB. He would have to have brought someone with him, and I think that's a little bit much more of a bigger ask. <laughs> Specifically for this year, I think if if he was more the kind of artist that could stand on his own two feet for a lot of other songs, it'd be very a, a different type of. Uh, story here but the fact that especially this year in the last couple of years he's been doing a lot of collab work it'd be literally difficult to do a lot of hit songs done by him without that other artist with him <laughs> but regardless let's move on to the third artist here let's start with you luna so mine honestly it was a little difficult because there are so many artists i think that would fit very well with a summer festival so without knowing my pick or even I know you I know you've taken a peek at it but if you didn't know my pick because there was a tie up who do you think it would have been I honestly would have just thought thought IU (laughs) but I think IU was in replace of Kotakumi there (laughs) yeah because they both tie for me as they I mean they their A Nation stuff is phenomenal at summer festivals, and IU is definitely an artist up there for me. Uh, I would say either uh, Kenshi Yonezu or A Witch. Well, you guess one of them. A Witch was one of my tie up ones. I honestly, Kenshi, no offense to Kenshi, I love Kenshi, but he was not one that came to mind. When I think of Kenshi, I don't think of you, Luna, technically. I <laughs> or love <vice> Kenshi. <laughs> but if I were to go a male artist, it would be way different than that. But I love Kenshi. Uh, a Witch was one of them, though, that tied. I didn't pick A Witch, but. It was between Awitch, Chanmina, and the artist I ended up picking was Cream. And it's really because a lot of their songs fit so well with a summer festival. They're upbeat. They know how to get the crowd going. And watching a lot of their lives on YouTube, most of them are in clubs, for example. 
but just seeing their charisma and I would like to see that transferred to a bigger stage especially something as Rock in Japan or Summer Sonic and they don't have big stage settings they're more simplistic but I think it's just how they interact with the crowd and for example like One Last Kiss would be an amazing song to hear at Summer Sonic because it is a summer song and there's other ones that they've done. I mean, Banana, for example, is probably my favorite summer song ever. But they have other ones that would easily fit. They could intertwine some of their bigger hits that they've had, along with ones that are more summer-based. And their presence alone, I think, would be good. And also, because listening to the tone of their newer album, it's not as hard in the hip-hop level. It's kind of more of that mixture of pop edm which is i know what they were going for but i feel like there's also it's more chill so it's interesting seeing them do the different styles but i also think doing a big venue like that a lot of people don't know who they are and it would get more people to check out their music and get more listeners and also i just i don't know i something about i love about their charisma just as personally watching their videos and i just like to see that transpire to a bigger stage than what they've been on yeah no um i know why you would pick cream because uh they have a wide variety of stuff uh and they do a lot of summer time songs and tracks too so i i get why uh you would pick cream uh they are pretty good and they do know how to please a crowd so uh, I can see why you pick cream Make, makes a lot of sense yeah so for you would cream yeah no honestly that would have been another artist there that would have been specifically for you there Luna but for, for cream specifically also they can kind of do the summer mood a whole lot easier with a lot of their songs there. So they would be able to put on a performance that would be a fitting the time and be would be a crowd pleaser all around there. Yeah, and I mean, it's something I could actually picture seeing them do that and watching a lot of their videos, Instagram, following all that. I think it would work very well. And also seeing this year they had A Witch and Chanmina and even Lana and seeing that they're incorporating more hip hop especially more i would say underground hip-hop because a witch was unknown for so long same with sean mina and lana they just popped up out of nowhere so i think giving an artist who's been around for a while and has experience like cream would be a very interesting pick and very fitting pick with that let's move on to your last artist here gray yeah so uh, for my last artist, uh, and it is an artist, I, I guess, um, since we've been doing the, the guessing game uh, with you guys, um, if there was one artist, who would you expect I would like to go see at a summer festival? Now, artist or group? <laughs> no, Art, artist or artists. group? <laughs> artist. Now, artist, that would be a little bit more difficult, because I also think that you would have chosen either LOL or or bish ballistic be. boys <laughs> but as a as a solo solo one it'd be a little bit more difficult because also your taste has also really changed as well that that is true but uh my last pick is a solo artist 
Who is under Avex? The, uh, solo artist is a difficult one because, like, I, you know, I know how much you love groups, and that's why I immediately thought of that. And thinking of a solo artist, that that is a, a actually difficult one to be honest. All right, I I will end the suspense. So well, I do got one. Okay, I do got one, but I don't know if they'd really fit with the summer theme. But I know how much you really enjoy them, and you talk about how much you love him, this person. Is uh, John Kinsuk? I I do like John Kinsuk, but no, uh, <laughs> uh, no. The the person I picked was Daichi Miura. Uh, because uh, just I. I I love Daichi. I've always been a fan of Daichi. Uh, And he's got just so many crowd pleasers. I think he would be a lot like Kotakumi. And he would, you know, probably wind up doing like a greatest hits uh, of his releases. But uh, just that man can dance. And I would love to see him dance uh, live. And I would love to just see him on the stage and and really own it i think he would do that i think he'd do it well uh and he would just really know how to play to a crowd Uh, also i think he's someone who probably would put on a really excellent live show kind of like kodakumi uh but i've never seen a daichi miura concert so i don't know how crazy his live shows get but like i said i can imagine they get pretty wild because uh, he, he just the man is one of the best dancers in all of Japan, so I I, I picked Daichi for that reason. Uh, I, I I was listening to him, I'd say about a month or two ago, and I was like, oh, I do miss Daichi. He he's such a good guy. I mean, he's still around. He still releases stuff. Just I haven't. I don't listen to him like I used to. Uh, but yeah, no, I I, I went with Daichi Miura because. I, I, it's easy for me to do groups. I do tend to gravitate toward groups, but I, I wanted to, because of it's three, I, I wanted to have a little bit of diversity and have at least one single artist uh, to go with. So I, I went with Daichi. I thought he was a good pick. And I'm not, honestly, I shouldn't have been surprised. I know how much you love Daichi, and I think he he does put on a good show. I have several of his Blu-rays. He's a phenomenal dancer. I would like to see that in a summer concert. I can tell you right now, he gets super sweaty at his regular tours, so I'm sure at a summer tour, he's going to have that tall. He's just going to be dying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he is just... Um, you know, amazing, you know, good with the crowd. I think he would do great at that. I'm kind of wondering, because he does rely sometimes on the lights when he's doing his dancing, because they really center on him. So I'm curious how his setup would be at a summer stage, and I think it'd be very interesting. I think his show would be something unique, and it would get the crowd excited, but also make them feel very hot. Yeah, no, same. Um, Deitch is one of your favorite artists. Honestly, I would also put him in your artist list as well, Luna. So because of how both of you really do love Deitch. And it'll be very interesting to see him in a live setting as well. And it, it'd be for people that don't really follow Avex artists as well. It'd be really good 
for him to have that other more public setting as well. Granted, you can't escape him because he is one of and he used to be one of NHK's music ambassadors. So, in an international sense, he's already been known. I mean, he's also done the Dragon Ball anime as well. Well, then again, I don't know how many people will watch anime anime again. So, but it'd be good for him for also a younger generation as well because he's been in the music game for a while now yeah yeah i know he's been in the industry for a while but uh yeah and like you pointed out earlier i know because he is an avex artist like he wouldn't probably do uh summer sonic uh so which which really stinks because they they do need to bring back a nation uh because you know there's so many I mean, Avex such a huge umbrella, and and they got so many artists, and it, it you know they could easily do something, but uh, maybe maybe sometime in the near future they'll they'll do shake things up. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to see Daiji live. I I he would put on a great show, and I'd be there for that. But yeah, with that, let's go on to my last artist here. And yeah, I mean, I ain't going to play this game with you anymore because that may be a little bit difficult this time around. And this time, the last artist that I've chosen would be Mime. It would be very interesting because still a lot of people don't know about them. Hell, I'm pretty sure when I did them, this that would have been the first time you've heard about them, Gray. So it's it's just a thing for for them to be on a public stage like this just to have their name out there and especially with a a vocalist like Hikari there that would have been huge for her and she's been doing a lot of stuff to put her solo name out there as well i would love to see mime they are absolutely fantastic and hikari's vocals oh my god I uh, I think you're right. That would be great promotion for their music because people hearing mime would absolutely fall in love with them and fall in love with Hikari. And I think they would garnish so many more fans. And their type of music also would be very befitting because a lot of the summer festival, especially like Rock in Japan, would be one I could easily sing mime doing. And even Summer Sonic, maybe during like one of the, they have some of the ones in the night, I... I just would love that. I, I mean, I can think of so many different uh, scenarios of just seeing them and engaging with the crowd and just their music is relaxing. But they also have ones that are upbeat too. So they just have that variety and so much potential and it would really garnish them so much more promotion. Yeah, um, Mime is a really good group and... You know, you know, because they're still relatively unknown. Like I, the free promotion uh, of them getting in a something like Summer Sonic would be really good for them. And you know, a lot of people will be like, "Man, I don't know who this mime group is." And you know, once they hear them, they'll probably run out and buy their latest album, uh, at least single. And and you know, they're 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 really good and. Uh, you know, it'd be really cool to see them at a summer festival like this. And they have a pretty distinct sound, so they would really stand out from the crowd. They wouldn't blend in so much. They they would stand out pretty well because uh, they're going to be the only ones on stage doing what they do. Uh, 
Uh, and that would be a really good thing, too. But yeah, with that, you know, that's just a small list of artists that we want to see in a live setting. And we would love to hear your guys' list of artists as well. So be sure to hit us up on X at Ongaku2U and Instagram at Ongaku2U as well. You can follow us on the website as well at Ongaku2U.com where we talk about all the lovely new releases of the music industry. And be on the lookout for a brand new interview as well. But yeah. You can follow all of our affiliates. Cardio Hunter, who is a variety streamer, can check him out at twitch.tv slash Cardio Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer as well, at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-R-T-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is really probably excited about all the 14 news that came out as well. You can check out... Her stuff at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate author, Fangirl Has No Name. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Lou, Timber, and Fangirl talk about all the wonderful gaming stuff at Podosaurus. This past week, we talked about wonderful things about Digimon cards and the vital bracelet stuff for the Digimon toys as well. As, especially with Exo Primal as well because Lou just loves shooting dinosaurs. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to check that out, go check out Cardio Hunter, same as his podcast, hand, uh, same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me personally at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainai, about Roboco, Harobo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on X at Ongaku Gray where I post about what I watch, what I play, what I'm listening to. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social medias such as X, Anime Planet, my anime list, Kitsu, Letterboxd, Serialized, where you can check out what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. You could also follow me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where I also do about the same thing, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and photos of my cats. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakadu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will check you out next time. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.